You're listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. This week is Lady Gaga with Born This Way. Christopher MacArthur what Boy. What's happening, brother? We are here, we're doing it, we're live. We're and direct. recording attempt number three on the intro uh, because Hell the yes. previous two have been fucked up by Chris and Chris alone. That's uh, right, man. Yes. So, yes. Uh, listen, we did some really funny stuff uh, about um, Chris's camping trip in the last um, intro, which you'll never hear because it's been deleted. However, I did miss out something I wanted to speak about. So, you went camping in the Cairngorms recently, right? Cairngorm Mountain Range this year and last year. Oh, you didn't go? I didn't go, I didn't go camping. No, I didn't yeah, go camping. Okay. That was, you, yeah, that was our chat. You, I you, stayed you, in an Airbnb. You hate the idea of camping. I uh, think it's fucking pointless and shit. People who do it are morons. Um, I, it's a middle class affectation. Yeah, I'm not in complete agreement with that. I think it can be good, but I need some home comforts, you know. Give uh, me my. I want to plug my fucking Nintendo Switch in so I can recharge it for the next. I night. I don't mind that so much. And there's something that like camping people like to say, like, huh, could you even survive without your phone? I'm like, yes, I don't mind that. I don't, I actually don't mind that. I'm happy to be there. What I don't want is to stink like shit. And to be surrounded by other people's shit. That's what I don't want. And I think that's a very basic, fair enough thing. I don't want to stink or smell or see other people's shit. Do you know, I've never done it. So I don't know how much of an issue that is. I guess you need to go pretty far away to shit without someone smelling it. But yeah, why not just go have a shower somewhere? Or, I like you know, a shower. Smelly, smelly people. And, and, and the last few times I've been camping, I went camping in Shetland and I was fucking freezing a bit i was so cold and it was a nice like warm day as well and at night time it was so so cold and i was just miserable for that part there was a really good bit see um opening a tent in the morning and you're on the beach and you build a campfire and you cook your breakfast in the campfire there's something really nice about that but then i was like okay can someone drive me to the nearest service station because i don't want to shit in a hole i think that's fair um, I remember in the Cairngorms once, me and um, comedian Gareth War were doing a gig in the Cairngorms in one of the little villages there, and um, Newton Moore, I don't, Kingusi maybe, maybe one of those, yeah. And um, he'd said when we got to the gig, oh shit, I need to get petrol. We'll get it the way back, and there was like three petrol stations in a row on the way back that were closed. Yeah, they're all closed at like nine. Yeah, everybody's in bed. So we thought we were gonna have to sleep in his car overnight in the Cairngorms. Um, yeah. He was literally like, turning his engine off as he was like rolling downhill to save. To save. Yeah, we managed just just by the skin of our teeth to get out and not be murdered by the Cairngorms ghost. Skin of my teeth is one of my favorite Megadeth songs. So thanks for bringing that up. I will have to add that to the playlist at nope. some point. No, nope. you don't get to do that based on this. No, but I will at some point. No, you don't get to preempt what you're going to add as a playlist because. Trust me. Wink. I said had to say wink because it's a podcast, but you know I was winking at you because you can see me on Zoom. This week is Lady Gaga. She'll be on the playlist. Hint. Spoiler alert. She makes it in. Uh, we, we, we have a listen to her um, LGBTQ plus um... anthem load. Yeah. Um, born this way, 
and we discuss many things. We talk about professional wrestling. We talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We, we talk about the political uh, opinions of yourself. <laughs> you know, you are a little wet capitalist. No, uh, no, no. sorry, you're a little commie. You little red trousered I'm, philanthropist. I'm actually a Marxist. Um, thanks very much. Yeah, you're all about structuralism and mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, you hate that. You hate structures. Mm-hmm. Systems of power. You're smirking as if that's a funny thing to believe. <laughs> like, like, look at you. You hate systems of power. <laughs> I think. Listen, it's the game of life, isn't it? So we all play. Um, and, and you can either go and play the game. Or you can go, uh, they should change this part of the menu. <clears throat> the menu's not going to change, baby. You've got to oh, ride the wave. You've got fucking... <laughs> You've got Tony Blair disease. I am a playwright. <laughs> I am a red Tory. I believe in nothing. I am... Uh, I, uh, there's a Pokemon called Shedinja, which is um, the empty skin that is shed by another Pokemon that has no soul. That's that you. My political harbor. That's you. <laughs> I'm a piece of sh- dead snake skin. Sh- Shedinja. Is that what it's called? Shedinja. Shedinja. I-, I dig that, man. The shed skin of a ninja Pokemon. Yeah. Sh- shed seven. We're doing yeah. them next week. <laughs> I imagine. They're not on the fucking list. They didn't make it because they're shit. Um, so, uh, thanks, Will McKee, for editing this absolute mess. This this incoherent mess. And then take into consideration, wow, these guys pay someone to edit their podcast. They must, you know, that's fantastic. Maybe I should help. And how can someone help, do you think? By sending us money. Our bank well, account details are posted. We are not asking for money, Liam. We're what? not. Uh, we are not asking for any money. Point in this, there is no Patreon. You can maybe subscribe on Twitch, but I don't recommend it personally no, because no. half the money goes to Jeff Bezos's son, Gary Bezos. Now he's a sh- um, sh- sh- Shabinjo. What was it? He's in a no. He's a fucking. He's a Snorlax baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, but. You know, all you need to do to support us is give us a good review on Apple Music mm-hmm. or Apple Podcast. Not on Apple Music because we're not on there. Go on Apple Podcasts. Go on Podfollow and follow us and go on Spotify, Anchor.fm mm-hmm. and say, this is good. This is good stuff. These guys are funny. TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. You know, we both have restaurants that need support. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly... Trivago. Trivago. Go on vampirefreaks.net and pretend that we're sexy. Email Rolling Stone magazine and say listen, you fucks these two are making more of a list than you could ever dream of. And yeah, they'll put, put a full stop after the dream. <laughs> say, these guys are making more of a list than you could ever dream of. Absolutely, and, and separate emails for those two cents. It's honestly so un unreadable that people will think that it's some sort of coded message about a serial killer or something. They'll call the police, and that's and what that's, we want. That's the kind of attention we need to get to take this pod to the next level. Should we get on with the episode? <laughs> Please, God, yes. Here is the Rolling Stone magazine's introduction to. 
Lady Gaga's Born This Way. Over the top isn't an insult in Gaga's world, it's a statement of purpose. Her second album is a work of blessed bombast, all arena-sized sonics and Springsteenian romanticism, complete with a Clarence Clemens sax solo. There's a thumping, half-in-Spanish song that proposes marriage to a girl in East LA, Americano, a synth-pop jam that includes a come-on to John F. Kennedy, government hooker, and a touching ballad about a guy from Nebraska, you and I. Fittingly, the Glam Slam title track became an LGBTQ anthem. What do you make of that? Solid. Very sturdy. Very sturdy uh, description there. Didn't really disagree. Nothing, nothing cringe McGinjo, yeah, they haven't, so often the case. Yeah, they haven't gone gone over the top there. It's just, I mean... They're uh, not talking about the most uh, blasé of club goers. <laughs> how it affects them and stuff like that where I'm like what are you talking about Rolling Stone that was actually quite sturdy and quite well done of them yeah Springsteenian romanticism is actually a nice coupling of words it's a great it's a great uh, way to describe the album so um, Chris you're president of the Scottish chapter of the Little Monsters you're a a big gaga head you can't see because it's a podcast but I'm doing the Little Monsters hand gesture put your little claws in the air let me see them. And then you do a wee claw. Is that what happens? Is that what they do? Yeah, that's what happens. A wrestler stole it recently. The, uh, I think his name's... What's his name? It's, uh, Bronson Reed, his name is, and he calls himself the Kaiju. And he has a thing, he does that. And he stole it off Lady Gaga, guy said in an interview. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah. uh, what what were your... I mean, normally we say, how much did you know about this person? But it's Lady well, Gaga. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of Lady Gaga? No, I've never, never come across <laughs> her name. <laughs> Lady Gaga. What do you think the first time you heard her though? What, what, what do you think the, the first time you heard her was? Um. Well, it would have been uh, probably. I mean, first single was was Poker Face, was it? Yeah. So I think so. Around then, and like I, I remember then even, and then what year was that? We're, we're talking two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um. Even then, me as a young man being like you know, somewhat uh, uh, noticing the incredible, like, marketing that was, like, the Gaga machine because she had basically arrived as, like, a fully formed pop star. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, like... crazy. She was just immediately the most famous person in the world. Absolutely. It was as if she'd existed forever immediately, despite having, you know, just just one album. So, like, in the run-up to this... You know, I've been quite looking forward to this. You know, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I didn't know much about this specific album. Um, but I knew Gaga, and in my head, I know loads of Gaga hits. You know, and I've spoken passionately before about my love of a good pop hook, of mm-hmm. which Gaga has in Spades. Oh, Spades clubs, hearts and diamonds. If you ask this guy, I do ask this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking forward to it, you know. Um, she's just when you, that uh, when you're at that level of fame, and you've got this this level of like success, it's like just you're just impossible to ignore. She, I remember one of the first times she was associated with one of the first times I have ever noticed a streak of conservatism within myself. Right. Which was uh, I was doing a wedding 
with my dad. My dad's a hairdresser. We were doing a, a bridal do, mm-hmm. and my dad would take me along to like hold the Kirby's for a hair up. And uh, there was like these like wee girls listening to Lady Gaga, and it was that song. I was like, "This sick beat, uh, this beat is sick. I wanna take a ride on your disco stick." And I was like. I was like 16, that's like, yeah, we lassies shouldn't be listening to that kind of thing. <laughs> but obviously, you know, that's just pop music into it. It's always about shagging. Yeah. Um, so when you've got someone who's just like, just that omnipresent, whatever, it's like, I don't know, it's hard to even go. What did you know about them or whatever? Like, I've never, I've never had to look up anything about Lady Gaga and I know so much about her life. And I, I don't, like, it's not like I read, you know, typical newspapers. You don't read, Phil Stone. I don't read, yeah. I can't read. <laughs> and yet I know a lot about Lady Gaga's life, and I, I, I can reel off a lot of her songs and a lot of the choruses, and, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've never sat down and put them on, but I know them. Well, I, I remember, I remember, you know, I was a, I was a metalhead as a teenager, and I didn't really like pop music. Then I had this pal, and I'd go down to his house. And, you know, we would listen to heavy metal and stuff, and we'd listen to, like, indie music. But uh, he loved watching, like, MTV. Mm. So we would just sit and watch at that era, that kind of late noughties. So we would watch Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Rihanna, Kanye West, Jay-Z, Katy Perry... And we'd kind of get to know all these kind of personalities. And, and I always... The thing I like about her is that she was, like, a villain. Do you know what I mean? She was, like, the, the evil pop star. She was, like, crazy costumes and... It's it's actually... It's, there's kind of a bit of pro wrestling to it. Now that, now that, oh, I'm, yeah, now yeah. that I'm hearing you say that, there, there definitely is a vibe of, like, old school, like, 90s wrestling... Yeah, because you know Roddy Piper wasn't really a crazy Scottish guy. He was what? a he was a crazy Canadian guy who had come up with this persona. And Lady Gaga is the exact same. I actually do have a big comparison with wrestling, which is that in her first two albums, Fame and like Fame Monster, she was like the bad guy, and all the songs are like kind of dark and ma 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 ma. And then with this, this is like to me this album, but honestly, this is like her baby face turn. Mm. Where it's the same thing that happened with The Rock. The Rock is Stephanie Geminata, you know? He showed up, he was Rocky Maivia, and he was everybody hated him. He was shy. He, people were chatting, die, Rocky, die, because they hated him so much because he was just this bland, good guy, the same way that people weren't that into Stephanie Geminata. Then The Rock reinvented himself as The Rock, and he was this over-the-top, evil Elvis impersonator who was, like, self-obsessed, and that's what the first two Lady Gaga albums are. Then people love how over the top and entertaining this evil guy is. So he flips it and he takes those qualities but becomes a good guy. And I think that's what Lady Gaga does in this album. She takes those evil, villainous, queer-coded. Do you know that way villains are queer-coded? Like, James for Pokemon is, like, clearly a gay guy and, like, that's what makes him evil. Yeah, and, like, yeah. all the Disney villains are, like... Queer coat, like, or the really Ursula. bad one was, was Moriarty in those Sherlock, BBC Sherlock shows where it was like really just not subtle at all, you know. He was like, I'm gonna fuck you, Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to kill you, but first, I'm going to kiss you, Sherlock. I'm gonna kiss you underneath a waterfall <laughs> and I'm gonna throw your body off the waterfall, but I'm gonna kiss you on the way down. 
And that's what's evil about me. Also, I'm the pot priest from Fleabag. And other dramas. I hated that. So there's always that queer-coded villain type mm. thing. Like, Ursula for The Little Mermaid is an octopus lesbian. Mm. You know, based on Devine. So, in this, this is her kind of... This album for me is Lady Gaga taking those villainous, evil, queer-coded qualities and going, do you know what? It doesn't matter if you love him, because you're gay, or if you love capital H-I-M, a.k.a. God, you were born this way. And it's like trying to appeal to everybody, but also still keep those in the same way that The Rock did. Well, I mean, it's a good Can I just continue again, by the way, right? Not just that. But then you look at what Lady Gaga has done since this album. Like, her manager said this album was too gay, right? So then she reinvents herself with that Joanne album where she's like, I don't have any crazy makeup or bacon on. I'm just a woman singing in a dress, singing normal songs. And you look at The Rock now, he's not self-obsessed at all. He's like the most positive person on Instagram because he's the most famous but bland personality. So it's, it's another kind of... Uh, Lady Gaga's The Rock. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's a it's a big take to start the episode with. Um, I, I feel yeah. like you've jumped the gun just a little bit in terms of. I've, I have jumped it, but you brought up wrestling, so you knew I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But before we get into this this album, mm-hmm. what it was, what it means, and all that, I'm sure we've both got lots to say about you know all of that. We need to mm-hmm. do our famous deep dive on the artiste. The deep dive that's deeper than a deep end pizza and the lost and found section of Deep Sea World. Absolutely. Um, so, Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina, German Notta, German Notta, German I've already said that word several times. I don't know if I've not picked up on how to pronounce it. German Notta. German Notta. Pray silence, please, for the Secret Post Show jingle. Secret Pasho, Secret Secret Pasho, you do it fast and you do it in a nutshell. Bing bang, it's a bing bang Pasho, Secret Secret Pasho, Secret Pasho. We got the extended play this week. That was the disco cut. <laughs> um, New York City. Um, born. And... <laughs> you set in the scene. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> New York City, nineteen seventy nine. Um, went to Sacred Heart Convent. Um, in New York. Um, is that a Catholic thing? It's, well, yeah. I mean, she is she is Catholic, but um, but it's at fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh, where's that money going? School. Um, she was there with um, like the, out of all of the alumni that I've looked at of these schools, it's the one with the most um, like occupations listed as socialites. Oh, okay. Those uh, like the uncle. Owns the opium factories, the opioid factories, and they're like, "Oh, I give money to elephants with no tusks." Yeah, a lot of that, and and Gaga's a, a, a lot of that as well. You know, oh yeah, philanthropy, philanthropy, um, basically words for rich people giving some of their money to some things that give them publicity sometimes, but fundamentally are not tax. Um. So, and uh, including, uh, was it like the Rothschilds sent some of the kids here and like the Hiltons okay. and, yeah, you know what I mean? So there's not, from the actual school, it's, anyway, right, well, well she went from there to NYU and went to mm-hmm. um, the Tisch School of Arts, which is another 50 grand a year. Um, 
fees. And I, you know, I didn't know much about this place, but I guess when you look at like the alumni of like Rada or Lambda, mm-hmm. um, it, I guess it's pretty similar to that, right? I, I, the 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 list of guys who went to school is absolutely insane. This university. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear the creme de la creme. Well, here's just some I picked up on, but the, it's an absolute huge list. Um, Scorsese, <laughs> Woody Allen, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Angelina Whoa. Jolie, Whoa. Alec Baldwin, Fuck. Donald Glover, Andy Samberg, and it just goes on. Like it, So it's just every famous person who's slightly cool has ever been. The alumni list is broken up into Academy Award winners <laughs> and Emmy winners. What a fix, man. Yeah, so... Life, life is a fix, and we're the losers. Yeah, uh, so, you know, that was um, that was her start in life. Um, she. But you got to say, baby, she was born that way. Well, quite. Um, and had an interest in the performing arts. Wanted to be an actor for a while. Um, had an appearance. Did you know this? In. Um, a little-known family drama. Um, called The Sopranos. She's in The Sopranos. Uh, yes, she's got a non-speaking part. But I watched the scene earlier. Um, mm-hmm. The scene in which AJ um, and his friends break into their high school and they mm-hmm. throw loads of like stuff into the swimming pool and they trash the trophy cabinet. Lady Gaga is like a group of uh, part, one of a group of girls, sort of like giggling, going, "Oh my god, that's terrible!" And if you watch it, like you're like, "Holy shit, that is that's Lady Gaga." There she is. So she, age age fifteen, that was her first like big appearance. Was she was? Uh... It's so embarrassing when somebody is like. 50 grand a year in a Catholic school and then 50 grand a year in like celebrity factory and then like they still have to be like giggling schoolgirl in a HBO drama um I don't think it's embarrassing really it just shows the how much of a step up you need just to get that yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> like you know already you're winning she was in the Sopranos mm-hmm. Like commonly referred to as the greatest television show of all time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? She was in it at fifteen. I was in. Um, I was in lots at, of good TV stuff. 15, like I was in at fifteen, she was a part of something that the likes of us will never even dream of being anything anywhere near. I don't know. I think I'll be in a great drama at some point. <laughs> I'm in the great drama called Life. Um, she let she dropped out of her fifty grand a year. Um, university to focus on a music career. Class. Uh, met a music producer called Rob Fusari. Um, she was about 20, he was about 40. Doesn't matter. Um, cool. Cool. And, you know, he'd had some success uh, producing for various artists. He managed to get in front of Def Jam Records, mm-hmm. uh, who signed her for three months and then dropped her. Um, I'm not sure the full details there, but basically, I guess that. She didn't live up to what they'd hoped. Um, was she was she Lady Gaga yet, or was she Stephanie Germanotta? Stephanie Germanotta. So then, right. then she went um, and she met um, Lady Starlight, a New York sort of musician, visual artist, mm-hmm. uh, performer, and they set up Lady Starlight. Sorry, um, Lady Gaga and the and the Starlight show. And it was like a neo-burlesque show. 
that they would mm-hmm. do once a week. Um, yeah. Singing like fifties and sixties classics and having all these like outrageous theatrics, and that's where they started to create the the character of Lady Gaga. Um, she got, I mean, she had like lots of industry contacts at this point. Uh, she was hired by Sony, and she was writing songs for Britney Spears, Pussycat Dolls, Fergie, and Akon. Um, Akon. Heard a sample, like a singer background vocal, thought, wow, she's fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, and went to Jimmy Levine. You know Jimmy Levine? You must be aware his of him. Name, his name's cropped up in my, my readings occasionally. He's I, Jimmy Iovine, uh, the I, I, Interscope Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Iovine? I've been saying Levine. What Levine? That's Avril. Yeah. You're thinking of Avril Levine. I'm talking about Jimmy <laughs> Iovine. The guy, he, he, him and Dr. Dre are like pioneered beats, basically. And yeah. Yeah, Iovine. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how I got that wrong. Um, you're thinking you're thinking about Avril Levine because you always think about her because you're obsessed. A- Akon convinced Jimmy Iovine to let him sign her. So she actually originally signed um, and released her first album under Akon's record label. What, fame? Mm. The one with Poker Face? No, that, that was yeah. an Akon? Yeah. What does Akon sing again? Lonely, I am, I am so, so lonely. lonely. I got I nobody. All on my own. Oh, yeah. Lonely, I'm so lonely. Got nobody. All on my own. Oh. Yeah, that's, that... like a, that's like a like a nursery rhyme, doesn't it? That song. Uh, I think it's like an old. Monkey Did he write that? Song. No, 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 no. So he had he had a hit with that in the noughties, but like it's sampled, and I think it's like an old monkeys track or something. All oh, right, I thought it was like something a fucking Russian grandparent would sing to the child or something. <laughs> uh so yeah, so then uh, you know the fa- fa- the fame came out and then was sort of re-released a year later as the fame, fame monster. monster. Yeah, that's class, man. Uh, with like a few different songs and a few of the same songs and a few Great. recorded hit songs. after hit, paparazzi fucking rocks, just dance fucking rocks, bad romance. I mean, it's hit. Pardon me, it's hit after hit after hit after hit. Yeah, no, no. So when we were coming up to this album, you know, I wasn't sure what songs were on this album. So the one of the reasons I was excited about it was I, I thought it was gonna be that ma, album. Ma, ma, ma. Yeah. That stuff. Carry my, carry my, no, you carried my poke face. Come on, Bobby, let's go party. <laughs> I always think of that as well. It's from um the Four Chords song, yeah. Axis of Awesome. Oh, is it right? Yeah, yeah, they're quite yeah, yeah. Um, then she released Born This Way, um, Art Pop, and then she went and did some uh some stuff with Tony Bennett. Yeah, the started. the yeah, sort of the old crooner. Um, Joanne, as you mentioned died. earlier, she killed him and he died. That's what happened there. No, he's alive. They've got another album out, haven't they? Oh, is that what you think? Well, now I have to find out because we can't release this. I don't care what any website says. Lady Gaga killed Tony Bennett and replaced his skeleton with a synthetic man. He's 94 years old. Yeah, unnatural. Yeah. He's a synthetic Imagine skeleton releasing man. an album with a 94-year-old. That's fucked up. Well, she was used to it based on her relationship with that Rob guy. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's very, very normal for her. It's actually fucked up to say that because that was unfair of him to do that, you know. 
Imagine I came to you and went, here, I'm doing a, a sketch show with fucking Chick Murray. Uh, <laughs> no, but like if you said to me, mate, I don't know how to tell you this, I'm doing a a crooner album with Billy Conley, I'd be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know you were involved in the music industry. <laughs> I'd be like, he sings like folk songs. You're like, no, we're just doing like old Blue Eyes hits. Um, and then she, you know, she's you know has a has has moved over into the work like Hollywood into acting. Um, and Have you seen *The Star Is Born*? I haven't seen it. No, I don't. I don't no. care to. It's uh, you know, you know, I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a film guy, Chris. Do you consider yourself a cinephile? I'm uh, made of film. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, clean I'm a big, film man. Made of clean film, and uh, <laughs> I normally watch all of the uh, the, the Marvel the, films, the Academy Award nominated oh. movies. Um, but uh, *Star Is Born*, I went. I'm gonna skip that one. Why? Absolutely nothing about it appealed to me. You don't like music? No. <laughs> Which mean not about to appeal to you? It's a remake of an old thing. Bradley Cooper's had a very few, very lot of good roles, you know? I like Bradley Cooper, uh-huh. but there's a certain brand of um, Academy Award-nominated movies, which is very much a sort of Hollywood wankfest. Uh-huh. Um, I'd put La La Land in the same bracket, and I have zero interest in Hollywood wankfests. They like it when a film is about making films, mm. much in the same way that most of the Edinburgh comedy would love to do comedy that's about comedy, even though most people couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of that. Also, my partner saw it and she said that she thought it was crap, and I trust her opinion. So That's cool. Um, however, the song for it, I am a DJ... Life is an asshole. (laughs) Shout out, what's the script? God Uh, is a DJ, love is a dancer, you're the music, and I am the rhythm. um, That is is a banger, and I do actually love that song. Genuinely, I think it's fantastic. God is a DJ or Shallow? Shallow. Shallow. I'm talking about, is it Gwen Stefani or Pink who does that song? God is a DJ? Faithless, Faithless. Faithless? Yeah, God. No. DJ. No, I'm not talking about that song. Gling, 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 gling. It's a different song. Gling, About the same topic. Gling, gling. I've met him. Do you know I've met Maxi Jazz? I don't know who Maxi Jazz is. Maxi Jazz, the the guy from Faithless. Okay, boomer. I can't get no sleep. That guy. guy. Yeah. God, get those. What did he say to you? Was he talking about how much sleep he's been getting? (laughs) (laughs) He said, mate... I have been taking vitamin D tablets and it has changed my sleeping pattern. <laughs> this is why I don't perform anymore. Because I met like... up with a guy for Faithless. <laughs> I said, how's it going? He went, I can get some sleep. <laughs> I've been I was like, sleeping Good. really well. <laughs> I can't get no sleep tablets, but I don't need them because I sleep quite well. That's what he said to me. Let me tell you like, where I met that's him. That's cool, man. And you will crawl inside your own body with jealousy. Okay, go for it. His house? I, <laughs> in a private area at Tea in the Park, mm-hmm. watched LCD sound system with him. What did he think? What did he think? He went, I can't get no sound <laughs> of silver tracks. 
they're just playing the new stuff. Because I was performing at Tea in the Park at the Comedy Tent, so I had a, a sort of a VIP um, pass, and LC uh-huh. Sound System were playing at the same time as Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Tea in the Park, so everyone went to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it was a really small audience for LCD Sound System. So imagine, imagine going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers instead I, of LCD Sound System. I, you don't need to tell me that. So I went to see um, LCD Sound imagine. System, and you could go beyond the barrier with the, my little VIP pass, and there was no one in there. It was just me, and then I looked, and it was Maxi Jazz, and I was like, holy shit, I've got a picture. I'll show you the, the picture after me and Maxi Jazz watching LCD Sound System. What a fucking great moment of my life, man. That sounds amazing. I'm jealous. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say that I crawled back inside my soul. Mostly jealous that I never got booked to do Tina Park, to be honest with you, because I was performing at the same time. It was active uh, and yet you know the powers that be whatever um so recently lady gaga um made sort of global um uh, broadcasts um as the uh the singer of the national anthem at our president joe biden's inauguration you love him I've said that before in the pod. You love Joe Biden. You mm. love Hillary Clinton. So this must have been great Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You're a yeah. big Biden head. Was, I loved it. I loved it when Lady Gaga came out and sang the American anthem for Joe Biden. America. Ga, 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 ga. That's how she started it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, she was recently in the news. You'll remember this, I'm sure. Because her dog walker was shot. <laughs> And she offered five, uh, sorry, a half a million dollars um, yeah. prize for the safe return of her two dogs. No Somebody men- weird was there. Who was there? No mention like, of the walker. No, who cares? Who was there? Somebody witnessed it. Somebody witnessed it, and it, it was, was a famous person. Maxi Jazz. <laughs> I can't see no dog. <laughs> Um, uh, so this kind of um, leads into my general opinion of Lady Gaga as a person um, and that is I, I find her the more I learn about her the less I like her she's and, a lib and subsequently her music she's a centrist lib I believe and this is my hot take for today mm-hmm. that she was uh, she is a a, a robot built by the Clintons to promote neoliberal individualism mm-hmm. um, across the world. Um, and I find it really disgusting. I'm going to read you a quote um, that I've seen a few times on like Instagram stories. And From it, her? Mm. Okay, let's see that. Um, you may have seen this before. It's it's from an interview um, before her first album in Cosmo magazine, which yeah. I myself, as you remember, have written for. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> I had a boyfriend who told me I'd never succeed, never be nominated for a Grammy, never have a hit song, and that he hoped I'd fail. I said to him, someday when we're not together... You won't be able to order a cup of coffee at the fucking deli without hearing or seeing me. I'm always so surprised when I see people share that because I think it's like really horrible. I feel bad because, like, you know, I'm not I'm not famous in the slightest, but 
I do have a TV show on a very small channel, mm. and I do have like posters up in some cafes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just feel bad for like people I used to go out with that they would like, order a roll and sausage or like sitting in a grand's house and BBC Scotland's on. And I, sh- I just feel so bad for them, you know. Do they have to see you? That they have to experience that. <laughs> Not because they would be like, oh god, I should have kept having sex with that wee specky guy, but just that they would be like, I forgot about him. Mm. There he is again. I feel the opposite. I just think it's like a really like risible I hate I hate all that girl boss yes queen feminism that like uh-huh. she's come to like exemplify. Do you know what I mean? There is well, it's, it's good that, you know, both genders can uh use uh hegemony as a an iron fist. Well that's an it, isn't it? Gauntlet to crush weaker people. Especially when they're born into such an insane privilege. I think it's great. How often would you it's have not just to... men. Imagine you were having an argument with your girlfriend, right? How often would you have to have brought up the fact that you want to win a Grammy for her to think it's insulting to say, you'll never win a Grammy? This is before her first album was released. <laughs> it is abuse, though, isn't it, for a guy to say that? No, look, hey, someone. look, I'm not sticking up for him, right? <laughs> okay, okay. But Rob, I am saying... Rob Ficconi, The thing is, right... It's when it's like decontextualized and you say, oh, Lady Gaga said this to a guy. Ha ha. And she proved him wrong. Okay. Here's the thing. We've met people who speak like this in back sure. rooms at comedy club and they yeah. are fucking sociopaths. <sighs> and sure, I, I yeah. find that to be really nothing endearing. Uh, so when, when, you, when you, you, you realize the background and the ideology and then you start looking at like the fame and the fame monster, and this idea that like the the driving force is this just want to be the most famous person, I just find it really, really like unlikable. Anytime I've hung out with somebody or seen a documentary, like you watch the the documentary about Tom York when OK Computer was going on, and uh, the Bob Dylan stuff, or even just like. You know, you're opening for a big comedian and you go for a pint afterwards and they're just swarmed or shit like that. You know, it's so awful to be famous. Like, it's mm. class being rich, but it's not good to being famous. So anytime somebody has that as their goal and then they get it, I just see somebody being like, I would love one day to be impaled on a spike. And then five years later, they're like, on top of a fence with like a spike through their chest, like fuck. <laughs> so you know, I I have I, I'm trying to have a kind of radical empathy for people these days. Yeah, I understand. So, but I also think that, they, that these people can never be famous enough. You know, like there's there's no top level to their like uh, like the there's a, there's a massive what's it called um like main character syndrome thing going on yeah. where it's like the you know. I, I am the protagonist of life and there's no top end. Like you, you've won, you've won Oscars, you've won Grammys. You're the biggest selling artist of all time. Are you famous enough yet? Uh, have you achieved that? That's what happens, man. Nobody, nobody, nobody gets to that level without wanting to be at that level, do you know? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cursed, it's a cursed life. Yeah. So when I see that and then, and then when you bring in like the, um, I don't know the the sort of the meanings of this album. It's uh-huh. it's hard not to see it as a bit of like rainbow capitalism, to a degree. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's very much 
the uh what's the name of that it's like the lockheed martin pride logo do you know what i mean however hot take i would like to compare and contrast with a lot of the uh coverage of harry styles's album mm. uh where it was like I'm, i remember I, I don't know if i made it to the episode but it was that bit when we were talking about that album and it was like people being like i'm just so glad harry styles has put this record out so that gay people have like a community to like come around this record they would be sheltered by this record and you're like mm. yeah, it was a fucking album about a rich guy breaking up with his instagram model girlfriend and people are like this is great for the lgbt community this is actually you know as as privileged as she was like i remember working in my dad's hairdressers when this album came out and like a gay guy was working in the hairdressers and he was like i went to see lady gaga at a mad arena in manchester last weekend and you know it did, it did mean that to him yeah no totally and and um it 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 like you know as said in the blurb like born this way genuinely is an lgbtq uh, anthem and like lady gaga has been taken to that community in a way that i don't think harry styles is, is you know that, that no. may be what they were, they were attempting or, or or trying to manufacture but but that didn't work and also the album is like incredibly explicit about that as well there's no like it's not coded, you no, know like, what I mean? Golden, golden, you're a sunshine and I'm floating near the sun and it, we haven't put yeah, a gender no. on the sun. You know, it's yeah, none of that shit. Exactly. Lady Gaga, like, in, the, in Born This Way, in the track, she literally says, if you're gay or bi or trans, then, you know, that's great. What's up with that bit where she's, like, Lebanese or Orient? Are you allowed to say people are from the Orient these days? Yeah, I think... She was trying to sort of encompass everybody's skin colour and make it rhyme, which, you know. It's the a Orient? Bit... <laughs> Lebanese or Orient? I don't think you're allowed to say the Orient. The, 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 that's the two other. You have white, Lebanese, <laughs> and the, the Orient. That's the three types of people there are. Yeah, that's it. The three genders. <laughs> um. By the way, I think that song's fucking class. You know, well, I mean, how, how did you listen to this album? That's one thing. What, 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 what was, what, in what fashion were you listening to it? Uh, me and Maxi Jazz um, <laughs> were in a field where Tinder Park used to take place. Um, no, Alien, uh, Alien, anyway. <laughs> I was born this way. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, no, I just I listen to it the way I always listen to the albums in a variety of different ways. You know, I listen to it whilst doing the dishes, whilst playing a game, whilst you know I I, I fastidiously um uh, pay attention um mm-hmm. to uh, individual songs whilst reading about Lady Gaga and whilst I'm walking my dog. So uh, all, all manner of things, but but certainly not up in the club, which is you know. Yeah. I feel like if you were like had like a wee crumb of MCAT and you had the glow sticks and your face was painted and you were just and a crowd of 10,000 little monsters. I think it would be class, man. But the way I listened to it was me and my girlfriend went on holiday up to the Cairngorm Mountains in the Fiat 500 that we were renting. Mm. Had a Bluetooth. So we were just driving around these incredible ancient mountains carved out of the earth by Ice Ages long gone. And it didn't really fit. We should have been listening to more kind of rugged music i think 
but yeah. but then at the weekend there we were gigging together on sunday night and i had to get the 900 bus back and i was sitting on the top deck front seat of the 900 bus and the street lights were flying past me there was drunk people behind me there was an insane woman crying and it really made this album come to life yeah i'm not sure if i had a a, a sort of purposeful experience with listening to it in that in that sense mm-hmm. um you know, because uh, because I think the way in which I listen to most music is like this uh, kind of background to my life kind of way. Right. Um, and I don't listen to much music like this generally. Um, you know, and and a lot of the music we listen to more recently has been like a little bit more thoughtful. And you know, this is this is more about having fun and dancing and being being out on a sat on a Friday turning into Saturday in in the hottest spot in town. You know, you're gonna marry the night. Well, I'm already married. <laughs> You're gonna cheat on your way for the night, you sick fuck. No, I'm not. I no no no. I'm not interested in the night. I'm interested in the day. I wake up at nine a.m. Okay, yeah. earlier than most comics. Not as early as most people listening. Okay, sure. I'm a I'm a fairly settled dude. You're okay? a day, you're a daylight centrist. Uh, no, <laughs> don't say that either. Okay. I think I gave a fairly Marxist opinion about Lady Gaga's. Uh, no, but when it comes already. to waking up at a certain time, you are pretty much a Lady Gaga. You know, you're right down the middle. No, Lady Gaga would get. She's the type that would get up at five. She'd have like a. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know those viral. Um, look at Lady Gaga's morning routines: wake up at five, drink a smoothie, five fifteen, yoga time, six fifteen, smoothie number two, nice. seven a.m. Write for eight hours, nine a.m. <laughs> Photo shoot at Versace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the song Married the Night fucking rips, man. A lot, of the, a lot of this. We haven't even spoken about the music, right? A lot of it is class, man. A lot Mate, of it is very, like I said, very good. She can, like, uh, the, the hooks, she can write amazing. You can listen to a Lady Gaga song like at its best once, and that song's in your head all day. I love. The bit, my favorite bit in Married and Night is there is a kind of breakdown where this guitar comes in and it's like we're gonna marry the night, we're marry the night, marry the night, and it's fucking what is that instrument? I don't think it's a guitar. What's good is, is some kind of crazy vo- bass. Your vocal range perfectly matches that of uh, Stephanie's. <laughs> I think one so. and one and the same. Um, yeah. What was your the, favorite track? Um, for, I I love um, the Edge of Glory. Edge of Glory is so good. That's the last track. Perfectly bookended this album by two straight up slammers at the top, and then Edge of Glory. Did you hear the thing about Edge of Glory? Well, it's supposedly it's about like her her dad dying or something, right? It's about her granddad, right? But like, it doesn't. The lyrics don't fucking mean that. Like, <laughs> she's like this song I wrote about my granddad, my grandy, and um. It's like you know how you had this this like uh, phase of the last ten years of um comedians doing what is now referred to as the dead dad show uh-huh. um, where comics talk about like their, their dad's dying um, you can tell the really privileged posh ones because they do like they have bits about dead granddads or anything because 
their dads aren't gonna die for another like fifty or sixty years because they're all fucking tied up to like expensive keep you alive machines forever. My granddad was already dead by the time I was born. One of them. That's because you're a fucking salt of the earth. <laughs> Working class lad. Also, he had a heart condition. But, uh, aye, so the, the song is like, There ain't no reason that you and me should be alone tonight. Yeah, baby, tonight. Yeah, baby. I got a reason that uh, you should take me home tonight. You Why are you saying home. that to your granddad? <laughs> Why do you want your granddad to pick you up and just slam it in here? The first, the first lyric is, there ain't no reason that me and you should be alone. If that's about your granddad, then that's fucked up. Visit him at the home, if that's how you feel. <laughs> you don't want to be alone. He doesn't want to be alone, that's it. I'm on the edge of glory and I'm hanging on a moment of truth. I'm on the edge of glory and I'm hanging on a moment with you. The I'm on glory. the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge. I'm you, on the edge. If you put glory. If you put a gun to my head and ask me what edge of glory is, I'm thinking that's about to about to come, right? Kneeling over the top of someone. <laughs> kneeling. Not kneeling. Some people kneel. <laughs> over people. That's what it sounds like to me. Edging of glory. I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge. You know, about yeah. to. Well, I mean, we've got I'm on the edge, followed immediately <laughs> by Watermelon Sugar. We're back to Harry Styles. Big Harry Styles getting that Watermelon Kneeling. Sugar all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that'll make it in. Um, so, I, yeah, I like that track. But here's the thing. When, when Gaga... Commits to just writing a fucking banging pop tune and goes, here's the hook. Here's what I do best. I'll say my own name a few times. Alec Craig David. Gaga. Gaga. Then that's what it works. There's some other stuff on this album. Like I, I think there's quite a bit of filler on this album. That's the thing with a lot of these big pop records for me is that the, the <laughs> there's, not, there's a lot of fluff. There is. Uh, you know, and, and the whole kind of concept of this album, I don't think we've touched on it. I do genuinely think this is the big baby face face turn. Uh, the good guy, you know, turn where she was evil villain and now she's like everybody in America together and everybody's the same and we're all great. But that kind of consciously referencing Bruce Springsteen by being like born this way, being in the same breath as born in the USA and uh, born to run. And it's only for a couple of songs. And then the stuff where it's just like, this is just like the last two albums, man. So it, it doesn't really feel like pure boundary pushing. I'm a new person. Cause like, okay, you've got some songs where the guy for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, Clarence Clement shows up and fucking hoots out a saxophone solo. But You've also just got like Judas, Judas, and you're like, well, that could have been on like Fame or Fame Monster. Yeah, I mean, I like the Judas song. I think, I think it's that's what I like. That's what I expect from Gaga. Like, it's, qu- it's quite fucked up to write a song called Government Hooker, and then seven years later, you're literally bringing in a new president. That Government Hooker, I think, is the weakest song on the whole album. You think so? It's really, really lame. <laughs> Why do you think that? What's lame about it? I just think it's really boring. I just think the music of it is really dull. Uh, there's a couple on there that I'm just like really like, like I was happy to skip. The the I mean it it feels 
we go back to Harry Styles again. This idea of like it's very messed up, Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't what I was going to say, but it, it does have that that corporate idea of artists reinventing themselves. Mm-hmm. That goes that you know goes goes back to like Madonna and stuff. But instead, the Harry Styles being like, okay, now you're Johnny Mitchell, now you're Bon Iver. Now you're Pink Floyd. This is like okay. Now you're Bon Jovi. <laughs> now yeah. you're Katy Perry. Now you're Bruce Springsteen, and you're like what? And it does seem there's a bit of like tick box stuff of like what what a, a you know a, a great female pop artist should have. So like you've got some of the like the religious stuff that Madonna covered as well, and you know both Bloody Mary and uh, uh, a few others are like basically deliberately referencing um what's it called. Uh, um, when you call but then also she did go to a fucking $50,000 a year Catholic school so she's kind of I feel like you've paid that much you might as well fucking talk about Mary of Magdalene yeah but it, like, it was like controversial wasn't it yeah you know? this, this, um, this shit got banned in a lot of countries a lot of these, a lot of these songs there's some good Gaga I kind of just wished I was listening to the Fame Monster though I did I went back and listened to that do you know what I really liked about this record is uh, it's just hit its 10 year anniversary so it came mm. out in 2011 i think and now it's 2021 and what she's done is she's put out a wee record of versions of these songs cover versions of these songs by people in the lgbt community so uh edge not edge of glory the first one marry the night is covered by kylie minogue which is which I, yeah yeah and then Born This Way is covered by... I sent this to you because I was very mm. excited about it and I love this cover version. Orville Peck, who is a masked gay country singer who wears a cowboy hat and this kind of leather half-face mask but with tassels coming down so you can't see his mouth. Mm. And he's like a hidden identity and he sings all these crazy, very vampy, gothic country ballads. And he does a great cover of Born This Way that uh, really but, shows off how good a song it is. Well, well, totally. But do you know what else is... Um, well, so when he when he performs it, it kind of takes on this new meaning as well. And it, it takes away the context of Lady Gaga being this like mad fame monster. And mm-hmm. like it, it being, a, you know, what, kind of what I was saying earlier about, uh, the, you know, it being like the cult of the individual. Whereas like he is like this hidden man right mm-hmm. and no one really knows who he is or there's speculation or whatever so when you have a message like that when it's conveyed via someone who's like shielding their identity then like i don't know i feel like it becomes a lot more um genuine and, and less like about the person not only that but i do also think that when you have a country western gay guy singing uh, capital H-I-M you know God made me this way mm. it comes across a bit more genuine as in you know he's a fucking southern guy so he does believe in God and it's not just hey I'm for everybody literally everybody I don't care if you're gay or you hate gay people I'm for you uh, so I, and, and just God what a voice he has he really does have a beautiful voice yeah it's, re- it's a really good it's a really good cover Um, he has two albums so he has an album called Pony, which is on Sub Pop Records, and it's quite rocky. And then he put an EP out. I think he just signed to a bigger record company, and there it's a little bit less uh, cool rock music, and it's a bit more. 
he does a great cover of a song called Fancy, which is this tale about a kind of... I'm so fancy! It's, it's that song. It's not a cover of a song about a, a, a kind of transgender homeless child who reinvents themselves in the boudoirs of Paris. It's, nah. it's Iggy Azalea's Fancy. <laughs> I'm so fancy! You don't know! Great. Is that your playlist pick? Fancy by Iggy Azalea? No, uh, should we move on to playlist picks? And just try to think if there's any other uh, big moments in the music that there's, I'm a big it's, fan it's of. It's not very subtle either, right? And it was kind of praised for being like, oh, it's just, it's just so literal, and that's good because you can't make there's no no room for any duality of meaning. But I also think there's kind of like lazy criticism in terms of like it, a lot of it. I think is just bad writing. That that there's a song that's half in German, the Sheba, which is like a Sprengscheiser. Oh, is that it? Oh my god, I'm so stupid. <laughs> The Queen of Sheba, you stupid cunt! Fuck off! <laughs> well, I don't know what the German look. It, it, How do you? It looks, you f- it looks like Scheiser. It looks like a uh, the letter for B. The German letter for but Z. But it's the German. Oh, oh, oh sorry, I don't you're, know. You're, you're a smart guy. Sorry, I don't know the German alphabet. You fucking. Eine kleine Cock. Eine kleine Brain on you, mate. Fucking hell! I didn't know that. Ah, keep that in, keep German that in, Will, says... don't let him cut that out, you fucking dick. <laughs> Cunt doesn't even know the squiggly piece of fucking C. Oh. No, I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't know, I don't know German letters. I speak fucking <laughs> English. Here, listen, we we won World War Two so that we didn't have to listen to that shit. Well, it's funny you say that because it is literally, Shiza means shit, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I meant that. <laughs> anyway, that's like the the big sort of gal boss feminism song, and again, it's like it literally basically says that you know, it's like we are strong women in our higher heels, and we will step uh-huh. on you because we don't respect men. <laughs> and I'm just like, you you can use some metaphors. <laughs> well, maybe if you knew that she was talking about, I think if you to write that song in the context of this is a kind of. Uh, Berlin techno sounding electro pop song, and it's called Shit. I mean, it's quite cool. We have a pop song that's just the name of it, Shit. Do you know what I mean? Do you think so? You probably thought it was Sheba, which is a type of cat food. You probably thought it was about that. <laughs> it's actually about uh, it's actually about human feces. You goon. Do you know what? But I liked. Um, so there's a song called Heavy Metal Lover that isn't heavy metal at all. Mm. Then it goes into Electric Chapel, which has this pure crunchy guitar and it has a ripping solo. I didn't actually find out who done the solo, but I did appreciate. Do you know, when I was talking about this, I was when you brought up the fact that this album was on this list, I was like, oh, great, because this record has an amazing album cover. The Rolling Stone list uses an alternate record cover where it's just like her with her face like that, or like her hair is weird. But. The UK version, I think, is like she is half woman, half motorbike, it's and her terrible. arms is so cool. It's absolutely dreadful. It's one of the worst record covers I've ever seen. Pitchfork put it on a list of the worst record covers, but they were wrong and you're wrong. It's actually very cool. It reminds me to- of when I went to Canada and the um the guy I stayed in his um the house I stayed in, um the guy who owned the house was really into like a, the, an artist, um who loves like Las Vegas. And they'd bought loads of his art, and it was all mm-hmm. like um, olives, like 
uh, hum, uh, what's it? Amanthropized olives, like pouring martinis and like in a pit stop at a Formula One and like olives on a stripper pole and stuff. And it reminds me of that, just like really weird, over Americanized. I would ask you not to bring your respectability politics into trash gay culture, please. That's all I'm going to say right there. If you can't get a little bit of fun out of being over the top and trashy, then don't show up to the fucking mud wrestling match, you know what I'm saying? I think it's an absolutely dreadful album cover. I think, <laughs> I, I think there is really... Like, honestly, it, like, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's a lot to be said for it. Well, I'm not surprised that after its release, they um, re-released it. This was the standard edition, the international standard edition. And then when they re-released it and they just did a close-up on her face because they went, hang on, we've badly photoshopped Lady Gaga's head onto a motorbike and it looks shit. And you know what? Even the title of it, Born This Way, has like a weird star over it. Like, gling! It's, it's so, honestly... It reminds me of that meme. Graphic design is my passion. It's so bad. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. You, she's on the right track. You know what else when is she's a really, half motorbike. You know what else is a really bad recent um, album cover is um, Vampire Weekend's last album cover was really shit as well. I'm gonna look at it. It's Father of Bride, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I usually like their uh, album covers. Yeah, well, they had a a, a standard. For the first three, and the fourth one, they got rid of the stand and it looks like it was made of Microsoft Paint. <laughs> but you just don't get this kind of style, Liam. You're so interested in, you know, tastefulness. How about tastelessness? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I... Wait, is this the one that's like a green snake? Oh, no, it's like, uh, it's like Clipper. Yeah. You just don't get the chill wave aesthetically, but it's cool, it's cool. I get it. I just don't... Um think it's good yeah that's what i'm saying uh, which is what i think of um both this album cover and many of the songs on it all i'll say is that tastefulness is for the bourgeoisie and that's me all over <laughs> someone who didn't know that a fucking squiggly b was a z in german <laughs> i'm your i'm your i'm your classic fucking bourgeoisie you're the ivory tower mate all right <laughs> we are mr gets t-shirt <laughs> I'm wearing a homemade DIY merch for my friend. Is it homemade? Was it homemade? I don't know how he made it. Probably made it in a house, somebody's house. I think he bought it online. In fucking Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, anything else? If they make the workers live in the factory, then it's homemade. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> how cohesive is it as an album in general? You know? Um... It has, every track has that over the top maximalist, mm. which was very popular at the time with things like. Watch the Throne by Jay-Z and Kanye West. Maximalism was the order of the day because it was just after the Great Recession and people wanted something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's all very big. There's a lot. Luxury. There's a lot of synth. And at some point, a really aggressive, really aggressive synth. Well, people wanted to think about the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Um, they wanted to think about trickle-down Reaganomics. There's a lot of... um. Uh, unsubtle I'm telling you what this is about she may as well have introduced each song with a spoken word segment that went this next song is about what it's like to be a gay person and that that's do you that's think good. that do you prefer her later stuff when she's just Joanne and she's singing shallow and she's just got very tasteful arrangements I like it when she's got a big crazy guitar solo and like that um, 
I like um, the if she, when she's doing pop, I like the Fame era pop. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't like her big rock stuff. I don't like I the big rock court, sort of like soft platitudes. You're not you're not a big you're not a big Springsteen guy though, are you? Not really. Yeah. No. No. I'm going to tell you some fun facts about Lady Gaga, which I found as well. Just just two, which I think sum um, her up pretty well. Um, Gaga launched her first vegan makeup line, House Laboratories, in September 2019. Wow, that's that's nice. Exclusively on Amazon. <laughs> that's good. Um, the video for Telephone earned Gaga a Guinness World Record for most product placement ever in a music video. I remember that was a lot of products in that, wasn't it? So like she's just a, a, a capitalist demigod and that, therefore I can't approve of her message regardless but of its live, symbolism. Liam, we live in a capitalist society. If you're gonna play the game you may as well win it. No. Okay. I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like being a dick. Let's go. Where are you going to stick on the playlist? Um, I've really struggled this week. I think. Right. How about this? Okay. First off, from the album, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put on the Edge of Glory. Edge of Glory. Okay. Am I able to put on the special edition bonus disc track Orville Pex on this way? Does that count as a track on this record? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. But if you go on the album on that streaming thing, it's on the album, sort of. It's on the the new 10-year anniversary version of the album, right? Rather yeah. than this. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I think I think that's a point. I think you should put that on, but I think that should be a bonus. That's not... Well, I can't put a bonus way on twice, can I? What do you mean? I don't want to. You can put I don't want you to. put the original when the Orville Peck on. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Mary in the Night on. I'm really gonna like marry the night. No one's gonna stand out no Mary. And you're both... Did you oh mate, have you ever heard the fucking collabo between Lady Gaga and Metallica? Did you just say collabo? Yeah. <laughs> The collabo between Metallica and Lady Gaga? No, I don't think so. They done it live at a, a, a musical awards, and it was so shite because something went wrong where they couldn't hear it on the monitors. And then they went right, this is actually good, and they played it on a talk show the next week, and it was fucking. They cover, they done one of Metallica's newer songs, "Moth Into Flame." Maybe I should put that on. You've had some experience with moths recently. Yeah, I don't like going to. Okay. Um, right, so your two choices are... A whole bunch of them flew up my ass while I was asleep your, and lived there in my belly. Your two them. choices are Marry the Night and um, Orville Peck's um, version of Born No, 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 no. I will strongly recommend that you stick Orville Peck's Born This Way on. And I'm talking mm-hmm. to you, dear listener. Um, but because this album so strongly apes Springsteen... By having Clarence Clement and, uh, you know, having that title Born This Way, very similar to uh, Born to Run and Born in the USA, I'm going to take another track that uh, references Springsteen in a very postmodern fashion. I'm going to stick on a song by the band Titus Andronicus. 
called A More Perfect Union. And here is the lyric that references Springsteen. He says, Because uh, when I'm going to now, no one can ever hurt me. Where the well of human hatred is shallow and dry. Oh, I never wanted to change the world, but I'm looking for a new New Jersey. Because tramps like us, baby, we were born to die. All right. I mean, not the most tenuous you've done, but but it's... It's fucking extremely untenuous. Hmm. The tendons are there. They're, they're stretched out, those tendons. Listen, Listen I, said it's, I said it's not the most tenuous. Well, you said right. before the recording I've, you were struggling to find a, a bonus I've track, come up so with a good one to, based on our chat. Okay, first off, I'm going to... Yeah, Edge of Glory is going to be... Why don't you stick Faithless on? No, 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 no. Although that would be <laughs> funny, right? But I've come up with a better one. How about we get two playlist picks? Because I want to put on the other pick song as well. You can stick Faithless and this. I don't want to put Faithless on this. Okay. <laughs> Although it is I a good song. Get, I can't get no playlists. <laughs> Um, so, Lady Gaga is a, a neoliberal shill for the democratic establishment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who, as a privileged white woman, um, speaks passionately, and I do some, I do believe, um, you know, genuinely for LGBTQ rights. Okay, um, tell that to this podcast because you've been reeling against them for a full hour. So I'm going to select trans woman Anoni. Okay. Sure. Um, Anti-Obama era America anthem, drone bomb me, um, oh. which is about um, the Obama administration's uh, regular use of drone bombing in the Middle East um, yes. as the antithesis. Antithesis? Yeah, antithesis um, to Lady Gaga. That's very uh, thoughtful. Mm. Progressive. Mm. choice <laughs> thanks very much um, why don't you stick faithless on as well though I think you should stick faithless on okay I'll put faithless and you do Orville Peck okay alright and the two be picked yeah this yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be a sex track playlist update whoa talk about <laughs> over the top <laughs> um, so and that um, dear listener dear lover um, goodbye my you. lover Goodbye, my friend. We're also putting James Blunt on the playlist. You have been the one to listen to this part. Um, who are we listening to next week? James Blunt is on the yes. list. No, I'm kidding. It's the very much the James Blunt of the 50s. We're putting on... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's a hot take. Very much the James Blunt of the 40s and 50s uh, Chicago blues scene. We're putting on Muddy Waters. Mm-hmm. Career retrospective known as oh, Anthology. Another right. fucking box set. So only two discs, but they're two, very long discs. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to it already, and it's fucking oh, way too long, man. Okay. That 900 bus couldn't last short enough. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, did you enjoy an album? I'm so glad you asked. Did, did I enjoy the album Born This Way by Lady Gaga? Yes, I did. I thought it was very entertaining and although I am troubled by her neoliberal tendencies and her exemplification of archetypical hegemonic power structures um, I did enjoy it a lot 
Okay. Did you enjoy an album, Liam? I'll take it. I'll take it or leave it. So you did enjoy it. If you're willing to take it as well as leave it, you did enjoy it. I enjoyed the songs that I enjoyed. This isn't take or leave an album, the podcast, right? This is enjoy an album. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Well, then I'm gonna look. If you're gonna, if you're gonna force me, I'm gonna push you to the edge of glory. Then no. Then I'm gonna be a no. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. And I know the little monsters are gonna come after me on Twitter for this, but it's. Yeah. A, I'm sorry, Simon, but it's a no from me. I think your opinion is absolute Sheba 